I love you. Welcome back to the Couch Potatoes. No, I'm not going to do the episode like that. I just... That was an impersonation of no one in particular. Oh, no. Do not sue us. I am the Green Traveler from Gorsh. <laughs> Welcome back to the Couch Potatoes. I also Disney did not have a hand in this one at all. I am the faceless Leon. He's talking about Disney. And, what are you talking about? And I'm just that's just a statement. It's just a statement. That's right. Yeah, we're not talking Disney. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're talking the, the Studio Ghibli That's playlist. That's right, the Studio Ghibli playlist. This is Green and Faceless on the Couch, a podcast about movies and TV. Like we said, we're talking about Studio Ghibli. And we got this coming-of-age uh, romance. Uh, yeah, from the B-team. From the B-team, okay. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it, it is. It's coming from the, the students. Of the oh, Studio Ghibli okay. crew. Um, they wanted to give them a chance to make their own film. Uh, Very little involvement from Hayao Miyazaki or the what? other guy. I can't remember his name right now. I'm so sorry. I don't have any qualms with this film. Really? I don't have problems with it either. I, I mean, I, I'm just saying that it definitely does feel like it's coming from a, a more amateurish mm. Group of creators I, trying feel like they're more. There was uh, there's no purposeful. fantasy in this. Uh, it's not the first yeah. one that has no fantasy, but there is there's no fantasy in this. <laughs> no, no, I mean, it feel it. It really felt to me more like college students trying to seem like, like trying to tell a story. Like, hey, we're really mature storytellers. Yeah, but and they're so they're not. trying to tell this really like, purposeful romantic drama kind of thing. Right. But like they're 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 getting it, but at the same time they're not like wowing me with the tale. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, I I can agree, but also like. This, <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> I could see this being a good anime, like if it if it ran like you know twelve episodes or so, I could be the, oh yeah yeah, yeah a nice slice yeah. of life. But like, did it more like a uh, um, Stephen Moffat's Time Traveler's Wife? Like, yeah, do it that way, like a short little mini series. Like, have him yeah. do different, like, yeah, and they can have, like, uh, each episode can be vignetted with him being in his present life. Because it does start with the main character being of college age, thinking about his high school career, but the action is very much in the high school. Yeah. So, I think... That even that vignette, uh, not it's not the right word. That framing, that bookending, with with the college age uh, Taku would even play better in a longer form uh, show. Yeah, I agree with you. So there is a serial novel, a manga uh, that that this is based off of, and that was written by uh, Seiko Himuro. And this was directed by Toma uh, Tomami. I'm, I should I should get that chuckle out of the way. His name is Tomami. Sorry, <laughs> it's like it's, it's something you put on a letter to your mommy. <laughs> but anyways, uh, to, Tomami Mochizuki 
and yes. um yeah he directed this and i don't think that it doesn't work as a movie i just think i would like it better as a series because i've watched a few yeah, slice of it. life series this is really kind of giving my closing statement up front i don't feel like the main female character gets enough time to be likable for me no like i, I agree with you so um Let's just quickly get the the plot summary Let's as get into as, the synapse. And it's basic. Yeah, as basic as possible out of the way, which is that you have Taku Morisaki, voiced by Nobuo Tobita. Um, and by the way, this is made for TV. This was a TV oh. movie. This was not released in theaters. This was like Studio Ghibli was really just like, we'll give this to the kids. We'll let them produce their film. And then we'll put it up, you know, we won't, we won't budget it that much, you know, that way it's, you know, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. That's fine. You know, uh, so they put it up, like, I, I, I think they did it on, like, Christmas Day, I can't remember. I read it somewhere. So, so we don't really have an English version of it because, you know, being a TV movie, Disney didn't even swing at it. They were just like, I don't no, know what this I, movie it, is. I, so like, and and I, I'm not sure that it even mattered if it was a TV movie, like... They were presented with all the titles and probably watched yeah. them all. And that they're probably watched this one was like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't see people buying, buying it. And, and it is kind of yeah. a genre that is less touched here, especially uh, from studios that are geared more towards children. So I, I do kind of right. understand why Disney didn't do it. But I'm kind of surprised <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that nobody has done it. Like, <clears throat> yeah, I am a little bit. Yeah. yeah, not that it really matters. Like, because following the subtitles was was fine. It's a right. slow, slowly paced film, so like it's it's pretty easy to get along with. But like, where's Airline um, Japan? Japan Airlines. Yeah, come on, Airline Japan. <laughs> well, this one's missing any ties to airplanes. That's so if, true. if there was an airplane, if there's two more airplanes, if there was in two it, I think more, there's one airplane. Yeah, they get on an airplane. Yeah. I don't even know if they show the airplane. Yeah, I don't know either. No, I recall <laughs> anyways, a toy uh, airplane for some reason. Go ahead. I don't remember. Yeah, but but anyways, Taku Taku Morisaki. Um, he is friends with Yumi. No, not Yumi. Uh, Yutaka. Uh, Matsuno, voiced by Toshihiko Seki. Yutaka is very interested in this one new student named Rikaku Muto, uh, voiced by Yoko Sakamoto. Um, And, you know, she's very, you know, she's attractive. She's very interesting to him. But also, she's kind of like uh, rude, off put. Uh, Yes. Like, you know, she has has moments uh, of air. Yeah. yeah, I believe. Upon reviewing this, I believe arrogant was used in uh, a description yeah. of her. And yeah, I mean, she th- does give off this feel that she's better than everybody else because she's from Tokyo and they're in oh. uh, Kochi. And uh, she makes fun of their accents uh, because uh, she says they all sound like samurai from old samurai movies. And uh, he, ta- uh, in response at one point, Taku says, yeah, but you sound like you're yelling at us all the time. <laughs> Got her. Got her. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. And uh, eventually there's, um, you know, you Yutaka asks Taku to like, you know, show her around, be nice to her. Like, you know, he's just like, he's trying to be, he's trying to, Yutaka, that is, is trying to, you know, 
get her affections, you know, become her, her boyfriend, I guess. And yes. eventually she ends up asking Taku for money. I yep. remember that. Kind of out of the blue. Yeah. They were on like some kind of yeah. school outing. And they yeah, were supposed she's like, to like, I don't bring... have my wallet. They might <laughs> even have been at, at Hawaii. Uh, so like there is this like thing that kind of happened before the action where Taku got really upset that they canceled his year's trip. And I don't know where they're even supposed to go. But he, he was never satisfied with the answer. And it is actually how he became close friends with uh, Yutaka. Because Yutaka was the only other person that came to this meeting. Including the faculty <laughs> uh, who, who said they were going to have right. this meeting. They, they really just totally sidelined this thing like i feel like there was like a paperwork issue and when they went to go take the kids uh like somebody in the upper up is like hey you have no rights to take these kids here because you did not (laughs) like fill out these visas or whatever and then they're like uh because your grades are bad you are not going on this trip and uh taku (laughs) is not having that but anyways, they go to Hawaii with the class that's below them the next year. And I believe that's where she asks uh, him for 60,000 yen, which I don't yeah. know how much that is in cash. Uh, uh, it, I don't think it's US dollars, a crazy is. amount. I would assume close to $600. So let's see, yen to US dollar. It's 0.0068. So 60,000 is $407. Well, today. That's still quite a bit of money to just give a fellow high schooler. And Rikeko, Rikeku, excuse me, is very, it's, it is very, probably very inappropriate for her to ask, ask, but Taku gives her the money and eventually finds out that she used that money to abscond with her friend Yumi Koma, uh, Kohama, played by uh, Kei Araki. And she it forces her along under the guise that they would be going to a concert. But she really wants to buy yeah. plane tickets with uh, Taku's money to go visit her dad because she's sick of her mom and sick of uh, Kochi. And she, this being Yumi, calls Taku and is like, hey, listen, I'm in this situation and I'm scared as fuck. Please come save me. So he, he pretty much like sends her on home because she's afraid and like explains to uh, Rikeko that she, Yumi comes from a very strict family. So that was not an okay thing for uh, her to do. And yeah. but he's still and he was being pretty rude about it too. He was yeah he was not p- really pulling punches about it, but no. um, he, he was being very very harsh in his tone. Yes, um, he was trying to be serious, like hey you yeah. you're being a fuck. And then there's just just something about Rikeko that sways Taku. She gets him to escort him to Tokyo to her father's apartment where her father sets him up with a hotel room after repaying the loan. Re- yeah, he does repay the loan. So he gets his 400 some dollar <clears throat> American dollars back transferred into yen. 
<laughs> he gives him a traveler's check. He gives, yeah. <laughs> but there's such a hassle, um, according to Keiku. Anyhow, he helps her out and is at this hotel room, calls his parents, is like, Mom, I'm not going to be in tonight. I'm in Tokyo, a completely different <laughs> island. And uh, she, she's like, that's what? Fine. You know how it is. Um, okay, be safe. In Tokyo? Yeah, that's how it was. That's how it was back in our parents' time. That's why I always like, I don't know if this movie ever establishes what time it is, like what, what year it is that it is. Yeah. But like, it definitely feels like it's before the 90s. I have no idea, but it, I, I would say 80s or 90s, though. Yeah, I, I would definitely say early 90s at that. I mean, it does come from the early 90s, so that would make sense. But, like, that that's, like, that is our parents' time of, of, like, attitude, where it's just, like, you know, the kids are just, like, you know, my uncle would literally just, like, go to Fort Wayne, which is, like, you know, 40 minutes drive from where right. they were. He would just bike to Fort Wayne. Jesus. And then he would just call my grandma and just be like, yeah, I'm not going to be in for the next couple of days. And then he would just bike even further, you know. Sometimes he would just go out of, like, town, out of state even, probably. I don't fucking know. But, like, he would just disappear, and that was just fine. You know, Jeez. our parents, they were just, like, they would just leave, you know. And they would come back eventually. They are like, they were like outdoor cats, you know. It's just like, <laughs> they're out there. I put food out, but occasionally they just don't come back, you know. <laughs> These stale biscuits will be fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, where are we at in the 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 plot summary? Oh, yes. They they go back. Well, yeah, she. They go back to. Well, she, oh, go ahead. Yeah, she shows up. I was That's gonna right. say. Thank you. Yeah, she co- she goes to his hotel room in Tokyo because uh, her father is a fucking bore. Well, no, she doesn't like his uh, his his new girlfriend. Right. right? That's what it was. Uh, they like they had completely changed her room. And he was just yeah. living this completely different life. And she thought, like, the whole time that she and her dad were on the same side and that she was torn away from him. But really, mm-hmm. he's, like, he he's trying to move on. He's starting a new life. Yeah. yeah and, and that sucks. Yeah. So she leaves that situation and comes, stays at Taku's hotel room and immediately the first thing she says is i'm staying here and my dad paid for it for so it's fine <laughs> <laughs> yeah he gives her the bed and sleeps in the bathtub that's instead. right he sleeps and in the bathtub sleeps is in air quotes because he he did he not did sleep not. at all in that bathtub no, no. That and there was a him. perfectly good couch and i'm pretty sure she fell asleep in her clothes yep <laughs> What a dumbass. What an asshole. Sleep on the couch. You, you should have slept on the couch. Such a stupid fuck. It probably is considered very improper in Japan to sleep in the same Probably. Probably. Um, still stupid. Yeah. <laughs> of him, that is. Of him. Yes, of him. Not that of the a culture. perfectly good couch. He could have moved the couch into that. Probably not. He, the hotel yeah, rooms aren't that big. But eventually, though, she she brings him along to visit an, an old friend of hers, or like an ex ex. I think it was actually it was yes, an it was an ex boyfriend in high school. Um, yeah, Okado. Okay, they're boring. They're the ones who are boring as fuck. Yes. That's who it was. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, in fact, Taku like gets pissed off because she uh, being Rikeku has him come around to show off to Akeda. 
And he's like, he gets really pissed off about this, Taku does. And he's like, you guys are both fucking boring. And he leaves. <laughs> there's a lot of cursing in this film. No, there's not. <laughs> this is the students. It's all clean. Yeah. It's mature. It's, um, it's, I don't know if clean's quite right. There's, there's teenage uh behavior there's teenage there's smoking and there's there's alcohol okay they do do that but that's after they're in college they drive cars real fast they don't smell bad there's no drugs but there's like what i was getting at is that there's some innuendo in like hey look at those girls hey hey let's watch some girls from the roof like fucking weirdos Uh, yeah the american equivalent of a is let's go to the walmart parking lot and stand there with our trucks and then watch the people going in you know whistle at the hot women that walk by like i feel like the american equivalent is the same (laughs) yeah well we're just not we're not just adding stereotype you're just adding (laughs) yeah now they now they sit out in their pickup trucks. I see. I see. <laughs> Kmart's fine too, but I mean that's, that's just in case dying. there's not a Walmart nearby. Yeah. yeah, that's just in case there's not a Walmart nearby. <laughs> okay. Middle of nowhere, you know. Ah. Uh. Uh, but yeah, he's he. You know, I don't remember where we're at in the storyline now. But like, oh, the, yeah. the whole thing is he feels like a a, a catcher and a rye character. He is Holden Caulfield. Uh, Taku is. Uh, well, I, I I enjoy the book, but a lot of people hate on it, and yeah. I think a lot of people who hate on it just they it's haven't read it. Off you know, on. I know it, that. Yeah, it's got its issues. I I admit that it has its issues, but like I I enjoy. You know the teenage angst because you know that that whole feeling of the the weight of the world coming on your shoulders as you're growing up, and then realizing you know fuck I'm you know I I have my parents still but I'm kind of alone you know I got to make it in the world now, mm-hmm. and like that's this whole you know this whole anxiety of getting into the world and that's that's kind of Taku he's kind of just like that kind of a character where he's just like eh, fuck it like I don't, you know he's, he 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 doesn't smile a lot <laughs> he he always just kind of seems like he's a little grumpy. And I honestly really, really wish the movie had focused more on Rikaku because it casts her in this like horrible light because she's right. she's always seen as like arrogant and everything. But I think she had the more interesting story because of course there's well, a lot yeah. of emotion buried so, under her. So like I I don't think though that it's uninteresting that it's her story through his perspective. But I I would have liked to watch the movie that it was from her perspective because yeah. she becomes um uh the the manic pixie girl whatever that uh stereotype is <clears throat> because yeah because she just is a girl that he doesn't understand and has a mm-hmm. tragic background that's all that they need yeah and she just got uprooted to a new city that's yeah. it's not like, tokyo you like god imagine growing up in tokyo i do think it would have been a much yeah. more interesting movie but I, 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 yeah, yeah. I don't think that I, that there. It, I, I keep on going back to it. There is still merit to the way this story was told. Yeah, I agree. I, I do think this is still an interesting film. Yeah. I just think that I think he as a character I hate because like again I don't hate Holden Caulfield and Catcher of the Rye, mm-hmm. 
but he does have a bit of that that teenage like personality that really just does kind of as I'm reading him just like I'm like oh my fucking god grow up man you have not <laughs> seen the worst yeah. trust me yeah like you know I know it sucks now but like it's gonna get worse <laughs> and like you know I feel for you but like Jesus <laughs> Go but grow up. that that's kind of how it is with Taku is his his view on everybody and and how he sees everybody is just so like teenage angsty that i'm just like when i when but i see rikaku and like, like a nobility to taku is at the same time because yeah, he yeah. he ignores his interest in rikaku because of yutaka yutaka yeah. he knows yutaka has strong feelings for her and in fact he's called dibs yeah but he doesn't so it's totally a, a thing that Taku does for himself for right. Yutaka. But that actually in the end has shows to not be what Yutaka wanted at all. He's like you should have you should have went for it. Um and that's kind of that's kind of the end of the movie. But he also just I don't think quite understood that he was he had these strong feelings about her. Yeah, um, I don't think he really was in touch with his own emotions. Right. I, I do think that because Yutaka had these feelings, though, that Taku put up some kind of physical block towards allowing him to think that, which I yeah. think is a interesting and noble character trait and an interesting way, uh, interesting thing to. Put a, evolve a story around. Um, yeah. So I think let's go into closing statements. My yeah, I would say that there there is merit. I wasn't bored. I, I mean, like I know it sounds like I was bored with it, but like I really wasn't. I was watching it. Yeah. Um, but it it did have this kind of like striving to be like like our bosses, you know, like trying to trying to please them. There there's a lot of good, um, but I I just I don't know. I, I really. The way they were casting uh, Rikaku as I was watching it, I was like, man, I, but I'm feeling for her. Like, I know that this movie's not wanting me to feel for her because it, it really does seem like it, it's really kind of just constantly dogging her and her attitude. But, like, it was kind of like a Breakfast at Tiffany's kind of thing, you know, also, where it's like, you know, Breakfast at Tiffany's, you're you're watching, oh, man, I can't remember what her name is. Uh, um, Holly. Holly. Holly Golightly. Yeah, that's right. Is it Holly Golightly? I need to know if I was right. Oh my god! And it's yeah, Holly Golightly. Thank God. Then, One of my favorite movies. And I then forgot the fucking character. I Capote got scared. Capote playing Capote in the story as Capote. How do you say his name? <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. Capote. Capote. Maybe? I, I think I've Cap-potty. heard Capote though. Capote. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, but like. It, it, but, it, like, that whole movie is from his perspective, yeah. you know, watching her. But, like, she is by far the more interesting character. Oh, he yeah. is just bland, bland white guy in the 50s. Like, <laughs> who gives a fuck? But, like, it, it's the same thing here where I'm just like, you know, I, I love Breakfast at Tiffany. That's one of my favorite movies of all time. But, like, this one is not. But I still enjoy it. I do think that there, you know, I, 
obviously I don't know. Maybe we'll see all these creators come back as, as we go along with, with Studio Ghibli Playlist. Maybe they'll they'll grow in the company. Right. But I, I am surprised that it just it doesn't get a lot of notice. It's not bad. Yeah, it is it is bad. a pretty good movie. So I, I am giving it three stars. It's it's just it's not the greatest from i understand why it's overlooked i'm just kind of like why is it overlooked right yeah i feel the same way i know that's like, i know that that's a complete I mean, oxymoron just because of the popularity <laughs> of studio ghibli in the states yeah it's going to sell copies if you make a dub yeah like you don't have to do like a theatrical release or something which i don't know if they've done no. that with any of these i mean porco rosso is coming to the theaters again well uh, that's a little bit different it's you know it's it didn't go to the theaters before we could buy a dub on dvd right right that's fair but no i i agree with you like they could even just they can even just sell it in a pair with another popular studio ghibli film yeah. and you're making money that way yeah like uh, yeah very much so. so many things you can do with it yeah i think that only yesterday is kind of the only the only one that we have that's kind of a comparable feel and setting. Yeah, I think that they could p- p- package those together and that it would sell pretty well. Cause only yesterday was a very good film. Uh, I give this film a full face, but it, you know it's a decent movie. I if you really are a fan, I suggest checking it out. But it does feel quite a bit separate than the other studio ghibli stuff and that's okay i i mean you know it's just like disney movies there's there's a few that don't quite seem to fit yeah um but they still Home on the range <laughs> we haven't gotten there um so <laughs> <laughs> that uh is that's it we did the thing we talked Yay. about the movie and you know i a lot of t- a lot of these movies I've seen uh, in the studio Ghibli, yeah. and it's always nice to come across one that I haven't. And uh, that being said, because it was only in Japanese, I I I did have to pay attention uh, a lot more. That's fair. I did, yeah, <laughs> I did too. That hurt though. Did it hurt? Like normally, I'm really okay with watching. Uh, movies that i have to read the subtitles but right. for whatever reason i mean and, and this is paced really well as i said like it, you don't struggle to read the subtitles right. but like i was in a very adhd mindset the day right. i was watching this well i and so i was i was really just like i want to look away from the screen but i cannot right. i definitely <laughs> read slower than most and I was I was struggling at some points to keep up and then I also start getting involved in the story and I start listening instead of yeah. reading and then I'm like oh wait I don't know what the fuck they're talking about <laughs> <laughs> you transcended I transcended uh, like you know like I still am getting like the general gist of it because of the tone yeah because i know the characters relationships already and it's not like crazy plot twists are happening so like i did i don't feel like i i missed much of anything no uh, not at those all. times that i transcended but i would like to see an english uh, <laughs> yeah, uh version of i do it. want to see an english version of it i think that would be the only thing to get me to rewatch it honestly. agreed which is kind of sad but yeah, we got one or two more of the Studio Ghibli playlist before we take a break for the for the the spooky season of Halloween. Uh, we got a beautiful, wonderful, exciting playlist uh, planned for you then. Yes. So uh, stay tuned, everybody. We'll 
will be coming your way. That's right. It, we are excited about it for no reason at all. No reason at all besides that we love no, it. No, no. We love the season. Yeah, my, yep. Yep, yep, yep. Yep, yep, yep. That, and uh, <laughs> if you love it, you should head down to patreon.com slash greenandfaceless. There's still time to uh well right now it's time to vote for the the october potato pick we have uh october's potato pick coming up there were some good uh good eerie films more more leaning towards family fun eerie films that were were no actually one of them is definitely not family fun that's fine it's okay we got some good potato picks picks. out there to choose from you gotta vote though you do gotta go if you're listening to this go vote it's free. Please do you it. You can go to our YouTube community page. Yeah. You can go to our Facebook page. You can go to our Patreon and page. Even though that's free. You can text us. You could go to the Patreon that we talked about and support us. And it's a great way to yeah. support Halloween in general. Yay. Just We are Halloween. We are Halloween. Support us. Support us. <laughs> 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 All right, that's been the for show. Listening. Yes, thank you so much. For yeah. Listening. I am the green traveler from work. And I am a faceless Leon. Was I that nasally? <laughs> no, I... Um, <laughs> I uh, Well, yeah, that, that's the end of the show. Safe travels. Good night. <laughs> green and Faceless on the Couch is a proud production of Fiction Works 19. Are you a fan of the show? feel free to contact us at greenandfacelessfans at gmail.com or visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash greenandfaceless. Don't forget to comment, like, and subscribe or rate us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for listening.